Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the baby to his three men, Michael Howard. Oh, Michael, I'd raise you so well. I don't <laughs> care what society thinks. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. I do sometimes have the stash of a young Tom Seller. Right. So. Yes. Yeah. Michael, it's our 25th episode. Happy silver anniversary, my man. Hell yeah. Did you get me a silver? No. No. Oh. I think... I didn't get you any. I got you some bourbon. Oh, yeah. Hey. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I have a bunch of knickknacks <laughs> and trinkets from Scotland. You can you can take your pick. All right. Sounds yeah. great. Yeah. I can't believe 25. Yeah. That's insane. It seems like almost too many. 25 weeks is that like that's almost that's almost half a year. Yeah. And I'll be honest. It's the longest I've really held up any habit. Yeah. Other than this dumb diet yeah, I've been doing. That is true. And I'm pretty pleased with it. It's the it's the longest I've ever done anything and then and still been like, I can't wait to do more of this thing. Yeah. It's also the longest I've done something and not felt like a pretty much expert at it. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I, no, I don't feel any I don't feel any more expert at it than I did uh, like at episode four. Literally every time I sit down in front of the mic, my only thought is Man, what dumbass thing am I going to say today? <laughs> and you know what? I consistently surprise myself. <laughs> I, I mean, you, I don't know if anything has surpassed the penis bone. Yeah. So speaking of which, we'll get to that in a second. I was away. And in my absence, I'm very pleased with what you did. With oh, the show. thank you. I thank am you. super sad. I was not present for the romp him interview you and Curtis did. I'm not going to lie. It was uh, extremely enlightening. Yeah. And um, as I wish I was wearing a rompum right now. Yeah, I'll say it. So I was listening on the plane uh, back from from across the pond today. Mm-hmm. And as I was listening, all I was thinking, and I was sad I wasn't in the room for this realization, is that, damn, okay, I could rock a, I could rock a rompum. Yeah. You know what? Sounds pretty good. Curtis's idea for the rompum stomping? Yeah. Pretty good. I I, I want to do a bar crawl and a romp him now. I actually also really Curtis's approach to like the accessory game for the romp him. Mm-hmm. Like if there was a modular system, like almost like smartphones are getting to be. Right. Like if I could have like a beer holster or like a bandolier, oh beer cans. I'm, you can see where I'm going with this. Um, but some sort of okay. like fun accessory, like a bando beer. Yeah, a bando beer. Like a beardolier, or even like a built-in. I'm going to call it a utility belt. It's really just a fanny pack. <laughs> but, I mean, you're already locked into one system. Right, if yeah. you just had, like, some sort of system where you could, I can store stuff, mm. or even, like, an NFL style, like the quarterback hand warmer. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. That'd be pretty great. Okay. That'd be pretty great. Again. I really think that's where they should go next. Just, like, accessories for the rise everything. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Because I need, po- I mean, we got pockets. We got a zipper. That's, yep. that's definitely working for us the right thing. very clutch. But what about my accessories? Exactly. <laughs> what about what about my accessories for the tailgate? Yeah, I need my accessories. Exactly. Or like built-in like koozies, koozie mm. pockets. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, Michael. So that was great. Um, I did want to pick up on a couple things. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you guys did your little question and answer. Yes. Couldn't help but notice you gave an official endorso yep. from this show. Tom Hanks. Of everything that Mr. Tom Hanks has done in his entire life. 100%. I'm okay with that. Okay. Yeah. But I'm not happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you shouldn't 
leave me. Yeah. No. This is what happens when you leave me. Yeah, I'm not here to rebut, and now you've you've officially given everything. I done. asked everyone on the podcast yeah. if there was any rebuttal, and yeah. there was none. I could not speak of it. Exactly. Damn. So, right. Official endorso. Yeah. Out the door. Tom Hanks. Please consult me next time. <laughs> I was on WhatsApp whenever I had Wi-Fi. Also... Couldn't help but notice you really brought up that penis bone comment a lot. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. I, Michael, I just want to make one thing very clear. Yes. When I'm on this show, mm-hmm. when I'm speaking to you, my good friend, yep. to all of our, our good, good listeners, yep. when I'm in front of this podcast, Mike, I'm a different person. I am a persona, the podcast host. And Michael, in that moment, in that very specific moment, I thought there was a bone that penis. <laughs> Are you giving me the Alex Jones defense? <laughs> that you, that no, 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 no. I'm saying Michael Cushing doesn't believe there's a penis bone. I was trying to build to that, mm. and then I was just completely dismantling that yeah, response. Okay. Say, in that exact moment, <laughs> I was convinced, whether by drunkenness or just sheer stupidity, that, huh, how do you break that penis without a bone in it? <laughs> so I have no defense. Yep. Yep. Other than I was drinking. I I'm not had sure. a bad sexual education, but three again. I do very much have penis. <laughs> should have, I should have put all that together. It's not worse though than thinking that uh, Forrest Gump is based on a true story. Yeah, that's, and quite possibly like a documentary of some sort. That takes a pretty extra level of dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, I will say so. So I was in Scotland uh, this weekend, and I heard overheard a, a trio of older gentlemen. On the train, we were coming back from a little kind of touristy town, and they were mentioning that they wanted to check out a Bubba Gump shrimp-like restaurant. Mm -hmm. And it just made me so sad that, one, that exists in the UK when there's, like, very fresh. Oh, so they weren't even saying, like, we're going to go to the United States and try Bubba Gump. But, like, in the UK specifically, there is a Bubba Gump. I think so. I don't know. We we were on the train back from a, a fishing town, which... Had very good fish and chips. They could have just gotten there. Um, they mentioned that, and I will say, I went to Glasgow, and uh, Facebook has this new feature that, like, it's like, oh, you're in Glasgow. Here, uh, here's where your friends have been in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. It had five listings of things. One of them was TGI Fridays. <laughs> oh no! And that TGI Fridays in the in Glasgow, like right in the middle of town, had a four point seven star rating. <laughs> Which it would they have all you can eat apps though? Probably had those appies though. Well, yeah, for sure. That's probably why. But like it was in like the heart of like this very I think it's like the maybe the second largest like retail shopping like zone outside of London, then in Glasgow and then New York City. Like it's just like this very concentrated thing. Had a ton of restaurants, TJ Fridays in the middle of it. It was packed. And it just made me sad that that's the extent of American like cultural impact over there. It's like tons of great food. Yeah, we contribute TGI Fridays. Well, I mean, Times Square does have like the TGI Fridays there too, and uh, right. So I, I mean, it makes sense. They're trying to like. There are a lot of people that come over from the United States, and they want to eat at a Bubba Gump and a TGI Fridays. And I did look it up. There is a Bubba Gump in the middle of London. Yeah, yeah, like right off the Piccadilly Street uh, tube stop. Yeah. Just right over, there. Overpriced shitty shrimp. Yeah. Right at your face. Why not? Right next to the Prince of Wales Theater. Mm. Mm. Go to the theater and then you eat some Bubba Gump. See, this is what shrimp. comes of praising Tom Hanks. <laughs> Cultural decline. 
But by the way, yeah, so I was over in the UK, uh, stayed at a castle, went to another castle for my friend's mm-hmm. wedding. Um, sad to report, did not see any rap, uh, did not see any raptors or reptoids of any kind. Of course not. Yeah, because they, they erased were, it from your memory. It might have been sorcerer to me yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, didn't see anything. Did anything happen in the world while I was gone? It seemed like a very quiet little uh, adventure <laughs> from from my perspective. Uh well. I did want to get your your perspective on this because you were over in the UK when uh, our glorious leader, yeah, our glorious leader, yeah. I guess we'll call him, uh, withdrew, from, shoes. withdrew from the the Paris Accord, the the climate uh, treaty, there to try and reduce emissions because we don't want to lose all of our coastal towns, yeah, and all of the ice. I do um, like that ice; it's good ice. It was it was quite interesting to see that like. Literally everyone else in Trump's cabinet, especially like our, our secretary of energy was like, oh, no, we're still going to do all that stuff. We just didn't want to be in the accord anymore. Yeah, I like so honestly, when, you know, Obama signed on to it, I, I hadn't really looked that much into it. I was just like, I'm on board with, you know, fighting climate change. Now that I've like read up a little bit on it and like, again, I was traveling. So like I was looking when I had Wi-Fi briefly, it's like the investment is minimal. Oh, yeah. No, there's... It's literally... Like, it didn't really... I will agree that it didn't do much. Yeah. But it's just like, Michael Bloomberg could, like, wait five minutes and yes. earn enough money to fund it, which apparently he's, he did. he's, he's doing, doing that. Yeah. Um, also the DC mayor. Yeah. Yeah. It's also, like, clean energy, like, employs more people than, like, oil, coal, natural gas, like, all combined. So it's like, Trump's talking about, like, workers. Like, it's doing this for the American workers. Like, okay, do the right thing for the American Arby's program. employs more people than the coal industry. <laughs> that was one of my favorite. Like, yeah. It's like, that's just beautiful. Nobody's trying to save Arby's. Yeah. I think it was very striking for me because I spent a lot of time driving and like, on trains, like through the Scottish countryside, and there are windmills everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, they're nonstop. And it's like, it's just so easy to do it. Like, it's, you know, it's an abundant resource, it's not going anywhere. And and particularly as the weather gets worse, there's only going to be more wind. Well, unless you um, talk to was it Ted Cruz or no was it Paul Ryan who said that like it's sad that we think we can get our energy from solar when it gets cloudy, yeah, or from wind when it dies down. You're like that's why we made batteries, dipshit. Yeah, let me. We can save energy. I think it was Ted Cruz. Like okay. I'm going to blow your fucking mind, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's like the ignorance uh, on this type of stuff is is ridiculous. Like. The solar industry is growing jobs faster than literally any other, any other industry in the United States. We should be supporting this. If you're if you're about jobs, you should be supporting solar. You should be supporting alternative energy because coal is dying whether we want to or like whether we want to admit it or not. Yeah. I mean, it's just like like you said, like everyone else in this cabinet is kind of like, yeah, it's happening. We're still going to do it. We're going to be in this stupid agreement. Like it's been the like position of the U S Navy that like global warming is a thing for like the last 10 or 15 yeah. years. Like everyone knows it's happening. It's just, I don't know. It, it was just odd being over there and hearing all this. And like, I had met a couple people. people. Um, we stayed at this one hotel for a couple of nights and met some guys from Liverpool. And they were like, everyone we met at university, as soon as they found out we weren't Canadian. They're like, <laughs> so what do you guys think about Trump? We're like, yeah. we hate him too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of interesting because I, I heard stories from our friends who were over in um, in Europe, like after Obama got elected mm-hmm. and like people running up and just being like, Obama, you know, like being really excited about it is like the exact opposite now. Like To, to a T, everyone we talked to was like, we loved him. Mm-hmm. Like, um, just met a handful of people like 
across the entirety of the country where we stayed, they were just like, we really like that guy. Mm-hmm. And like, just, he was welcoming, he was friendly, he worked with people. Obviously that's not happening <laughs> right now very much. And we're just shitting on our closest allies yeah. for no apparent reason. Well, and we're going to get rid of German cars, probably like 75% of which are made in the United States, yeah. including places like Greenville, South Carolina, the hotbed of Trump supporters. Yeah. I don't know. It's just so weird. Like, <laughs> we're trying not to talk about it too much when we were over there. Like, when it first started, when he treated, like, tweeted the Kofif thing. Oh, jeez. Like, we all kind of, like, woke up, like, you know, because, like, the whole wedding party was staying together. And uh, we were like, oh, that's funny. Look at this dumb idiot. And then it just got progressively worse as the week went on. We're like, oh, look at this well, dumb it's like idiot. A, it was like the entire administration in a nutshell. It's like you can't just admit that you just fucked up and did a typo. Right. Like, just say, like, oh, it's a typo. Everyone fucking does typos on Twitter. You can't edit it. Like, he technically is not supposed to delete tweets because, you know, it's like public record. So, right. like, all he had to say is, like, hey, we fucked up made a typo we can't delete it like let's go on no they tried to turn it into like oh the cool people know what convenient yes, it's like, like are you fucking kidding me it's like yeah i can parse the meaning of the sentence it doesn't change the fact that you're an idiot right like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's not, yeah and they just double down on it it's just like it's the it's the administration in a nutshell like they do stupid shit and then they double down on it because they refuse to like admit that it's possible like it, yeah. we're like on North Carolina or North Carolina, we're on North Korea territory at this point where it's like our glorious leader couldn't possibly make a mistake. Yeah. Like, also, he'll shoot 18. On a, oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Like it's I mean, he it's has plenty of time. For it's unbelievable. I mean, like, I mean, there's a lot of other things that happen, like CNN called Ivanka Trump, like the most powerful Jewish woman yeah. in the world. Not to mention that we actually have like Jewish women in the House and Senate and Supreme Court. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, Ivanka Trump with her fashion line is definitely the most powerful she's woman. She's um, her father and uncle. Right. Before. Yeah. I mean, like the Russia stuff. I mean, a lot of stuff happened while you were gone, but like it's pretty much par for the course to to use a, a euphemism that Trump might be yeah. familiar with. Yeah. Like it was a little quiet before I left just because he was traveling yeah. and like didn't have too much yeah. opportunity to no. tweet and do dumb shit. Um, as soon as he got back, though, he fucking doubled down on that. Yeah, he really went to town. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was I was checking in when I had Wi-Fi. Uh, <laughs> gloriously, I, I tried to disconnect as much as possible. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, so it was good and it was bad because I had to get all of it in like a fire hose of just like, <laughs> oh no, let me look at that. I, was like, I can't handle it. Um, so you know, it was a fun trip. Other, all right. Well, that's good. It's nice to get away. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes like, you need to. Yeah, for sure. So you stayed in the castle. I did. No raptors, though. Not that I saw it. I will say, maybe it wasn't a true castle. Okay. It was more of an estate. All right. You know? So it was very. It was a nice house, finely appointed. Okay. Not a castle. All right. So, like, there weren't guards patrolling the thing, mm-hmm. which that was part of it. That was part of it, That yeah. was the part of the theory. No, or not know yeah. that the raptors are there. And then I toured, like, a abandoned kind of, like, Busted up castle. There were definitely raptors there. Hiding. Probably hiding. Yeah, yeah. I, I I poked my head in a cu- couple of rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, some little kid with a plastic sword ran raptor. past me. Probably a raptor. Yeah. His mom said, "Don't worry, he killed all the baddies." He probably definitely a raptor. He, yeah, raptor probably killed a kid and mm-hmm. hit him in a dungeon, <laughs> and then just like I'm I'm a kid now. Yeah. So didn't see this. Didn't see him. But again, right. sorcery. Okay. <laughs> you may have ridden a raptor and you don't even know. Man, I hope so. Uh, I will say, one of our, our bus driver to the wedding 
spent more time talking to the photographer like and looking directly at him than looking at the road, mm-hmm. which seems like a kind of a higher level of cognition than I would have given this uh, very Glaswegian man credit for. So I'm just going to say he was a sorcerer raptor. Sorcerer raptor. Sorcerer raptor. Yeah. And uh, didn't need to look at the road. All right. Yeah. So. Okay. So you saw a raptor. I saw one. All right. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. But so, Michael, I haven't had too much access to the internet, so I only have a couple stories for you. So what do you got for me this week? Um, I got a couple stories. Obviously, I have our conspiracy theory of the week, but let's let's keep. I'm going to hold up on that yeah. one a little bit. Um, I'm going to start with one that's really disgusting, please, or maybe not, depending on on you know how you feel about it. But like, did you know that? Pretty much all the candy you eat has, like, basically insect secretions in it, like, on purpose. I didn't know that. <laughs> Like, not on accident. Like, it's not like, oh, you're allowed to have, like, one bug leg per a thousand candies. Like, no, they, they do this on purpose. So I kind of assumed that there were bugs in everything I eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you said on purpose, you yeah. kind of threw me for a loop. Because mm-hmm. um, I remember reading, like, some stats, like, you eat like twelve bugs while you're sleeping every night. It was yeah, like, which again seemed a little high because I. Like, well, if you think about it, I mean, like they talk about how there's like hundreds of thousands of tiny little fucking creatures on you constantly. Sure. So sure, like you're probably eating. You're not. You're not like eating a fly. Yeah, but like there's probably things that you're eating. I mean, there's bacteria everywhere. Yeah, but apparently, like a hundred thousand bugs are killed for every one pound of shellac flakes never heard of that which is basically made it's used to make confectioner's glaze which is basically if you've had a shiny candy yeah you've eaten some some bug lack so so basically what you're telling me is that crispy cream is just a massacre of insects with that tasty <laughs> glaze it's entirely possible Man. But I'm more specifically talking about like those candies, like jelly beans that are like soft okay. on the inside, have, like, but like coated. hard on the outside. Yeah. Okay. So like, basically, it's a resin secreted from a female black bug. Okay. From the trees of the forests of India and Thailand, and they're processed and sold as flakes, and they get dissolved to create liquid shellac, which is used as a brush-on colorant. Food glaze and wood finish. I got okay. <laughs> that third one, yeah, really gets you. That sounds like the most tedious job collecting resin secretions from a. Yeah, I'm curious. It doesn't bug. say how they how they collect the secretions. Like, do they just have like a bug farm? Yeah, and they're just like milking bugs. Like, I'm also curious how big this fucker is. It, um, the lack bug. Not large. It, it looks, looks like, like a your, ladybug, right? It's like your standard, like, tiny, like, leaf beetle kind of sort of thing. But I wonder if they just leave secretions, like, wherever they go. So okay. maybe they just, like, go wherever their their home is and, like, collect a bunch of secretions? So this, yeah, so it looks like they just... Oh, that looks that. real gross. Yeah, so it looks like there's, like, red gummy shit, like, around it and, like, a stick. Yeah. I guess you just scrape it off, but oh, good God. Yeah, I mean, and then there's another thing called carmine, which is a natural coloring agent that's made by boiling cochineal beetles. Okay, so I have seen carmine on things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like that's definitely on like Hershey's bars. It gives it a, it gives sweets a certain deep luster. Sure. You got to have that luster. Yeah. The, the beetles are directly harvested from cacti placed into bags, which are then taken to production plants where they're either boiled in water or left to dry out in sunlight or in an oven. Sure. 
Generally around 70,000 of the boiled beetles are used to make about a pound. So to make a pound of carmine, you need 70,000 beetles. To make a pound of shellac, you need about 100,000 of these lac bugs. I'd imagine a, a, a pound of that shellac goes a pretty good distance. I would think so. Like a pound of the coating on like a jelly bean. Seems like that'll last you a good minute. Yeah. Yeah, but like, I mean, we're talking about like, Jelly Belly, Jelly Beans, Hot Tamales, Good and Plenties, Lemon Heads, Mike and Ikes, Red Hots. All things I don't eat, so... Not anymore, but like back in the day, you used to eat a lot. Like Gobstoppers? Nerds? Oh, shit. Nerds and Gobstoppers? There is one thing on this list, very much the last item, that is um, a little... It's weird that they called it out specifically. Yoplait Strawberry Yogurt. Yeah, just the Yoplait Strawberry Yogurt. (laughs) Why? They had an issue with that. Like, someone's like, fuck your play. <laughs> <laughs> this article's written by Dannon, for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it is funny how it's like all these hard candies and then yogurt. Yogurt. Yeah. Like, that doesn't seem to fit with the rest also, of it. Also, Tropicana grapefruit juice. Oh, that is true. Tropicana yeah. grapefruit juice. And just, and just maraschino cherries in general. Yeah. I know you wouldn't believe this, but PETA has a problem with this. Weird. Yeah. They need to debug their sweets, according to PETA. Hello, PETA. Uh, like, well, look, I I actually agree with PETA on, on, like, the treatment of animals. We should treat uh, oh, yeah. our chickens better. We should treat our cows better. Like, I would much prefer to eat, like, grass-fed beef and, free like, ran- like, free-range free chickens. chickens. Yeah. I, honestly, but one, like, they, they just taste better. They focus on the wrong shit. Yeah. Again, I would say PETA, like many many of the groups I like aligned, like I was like, I appreciate what you're doing. You're doing everything in the wrong way. Like <laughs> and again, like there's a certain thing, like, I don't think PETA should be worried about bugs. They really shouldn't. In a lot of cultures, like people eat bugs yeah. for like to get their protein, right? Yeah. Like there's a lot of places where they don't get you know, you can't you don't have beef, you don't have chicken, you eat bugs for sustenance. People for the ethical treatment of animals, I don't know about you, but I don't really think a bug is an animal. I was actually, yeah, so I was going to be like, not to be pedantic about it. Yeah. <laughs> I was to look up the pronunciation of pedantic, which Michael saw me do. Um, bugs, are, like, insects are not in the animal kingdom. Like, they're no. not technically there animals. There are completely different genus or class kingdom. or whatever. Kingdom. kingdom. Oh, <laughs> that's, like, even further away. Yeah. They're not in the animal kingdom. So, like, hands off, PETA. Right, like, if PETA really wanted to complete its mission of keeping people from eating meat, like, shouldn't they be? They should be all about this. Because, right? like, I mean, you can replace meat with insects. Yeah. And, like, a large, large like, the argument a lot of times is for, for eating, like, mammals is that, like, they don't have that higher level of cognition. Like, it's not, like, we're not doing this terrible thing. Like, insects don't have that at all. Like, no, they really like, don't. Just, they're just mindless creatures. It's yeah. just like, I'm going to eat that shit. I'm going to poop over there. Like, yeah. they don't have much going on upstairs. No. If you want to save mammals, insects are the next thing. And, like, honestly, from a lot of what I've read and, like, heard, it's, like, eating insects for like, for protein is, like, really the ethical and moral choice that we should be making eventually anyway and probably going to need to. If you make them, yeah, I mean, you were in Scotland. Yeah. This guy, Peter Alexander from the University of Edinburgh in Scotland, uh, basically saying that the developing world is eating more meat than, than we should, than we can sustain. He says, with current production practices, more than the entire area of the planet would be required if everyone ate meat like we do in the United States. Right. So, like, really, PETA should be advocating eating bugs. Right. I mean, so I don't really think PETA cares that much about animals. Because, <laughs> I mean, like, 
they also kill like cats and dogs, like right. you know, because they don't want them to be in shelters. Right, exactly. Yeah. So just we'll just kill them. And see, I mean, like even on like a, a larger scale, we were talking about global warming. Cows cause oh, uh, yeah. a pretty significant uh, contribution to global warming. But they're so tasty. They're so, uh, ta- they're so tasty for sure. Um, although, okay, would you rather not ever have pork again, or not ever have beef? I'm definitely giving up beef before I give up, give up pork. I give up beef before pork. Yeah, for sure. Particularly after having been in Scotland. I like what those guys do with, with, with pork. Yeah. Pork is pretty. very versatile, mm-hmm. right? Like, you, you can do a lot of different things with pork. So, like, sure, yeah. I mean, if if giving up beef would, would save the world, I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, another thing. <laughs> yeah, just buy, buy I mean, I like a good burger, but you know what I like better? Bacon. bacon. Just give me bacon. Hell yeah. yeah. If, if 90% of my meals were just bacon, I'd be totally bad. Yeah. I, I went to a restaurant actually last night, and it was basically just bacon and beer. Like, everything was wrapped in bacon. Like, even their sausages were, like, they were already pork sausages. Wrapped that wrapped shit in bacon. bacon. Yeah. yeah. They had a meatloaf, slow roasted, wrapped in bacon. Bacon. Yeah. I like this place. Yeah. No, we're definitely going to go there. I'm going to go tonight. I, I might Maybe. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Fuck it. We're out. Uh, we'll be back <laughs> um, so we're talking about PETA we don't have to talk too much about this one but like speaking of people who I should nominally agree with or at least be on their side but I just uh, fucking loathe mm-hmm. and again I'm kind of catching up on this so people might have this might be a little old news by the time this episode comes out but um, Bill Maher oh god yeah apparently said uh, the n-word live on the air mm. on the show uh, I guess yesterday um, or sometime in the last couple of days yeah and so, yeah, I mean, he had a Republican congressman, I think, Ben Suss. I don't know how to say his Sass, name. Sass, yeah. S-A-S-S-E or something. Yep. Um, and he said something. He, I guess he's from Iowa or Nebraska, Nebraska, right? Yeah. And he said, oh, you know, you come work in the fields with me. And Bill Maher has, like, made a joke about, like, House N-word. Um, yeah. And, like, you could kind of see, in, like, he immediately realized, like, he said something that wasn't the greatest. But, like. The crowd kind of cheered, which was a little disturbing. And he made a he made an apology later. I love Run the Jewels. Yeah. You know I love Run the Jewels. Mm-hmm. Killer Mike, he didn't necessarily defend Bill Maher, but he basically like he's a comedian. You know, we have bigger things to worry about other than Bill Maher saying the N-word, which I, I guess I kind of agree with. Like you had there are bigger things to worry about, but at the same time, like and it's like, oh, he made a joke. He fucked up. Let's accept his apology and move on. But the thing that bothers me is like, if it can just come out of your mouth that easily, that means that you use that word or at least think that word yeah. pretty regularly. Because like, no matter what I'm saying or what joke I'm making, that word is literally never coming out of my mouth. Because even when I like listen to Kendrick Lamar, I don't sing that. Just kind of hum over it. Yeah. Like I don't say the word because it's, it's, it's just an awful word. Yeah. And so, like, the fact that it just came out of his mouth so easily, like, that's the problem. It's not the fact that he said it. It's the fact that, like, he could say it so quickly without even thinking about it. Right. I guess is what the problem is. I agree with you that, like, Bill Maher, like, the fact that he used it so off the cuff. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's a joke that he's made to people. For sure. Yes. And I think that's, like, the worst part is that, like, I think, or I know, Bill Maher is, like, he represents, like, the worst of what, I think what the right would assume all liberals are. Oh, yeah. He's not, I don't, like, I don't put him in our category. No. Like, 
this is my problem with with a lot of the people on the right is they're very loath to denounce people who are on the right who say things that are terrible right. and who do not represent them. I am the exact opposite. Like, I don't care if you're on the same side as me. If you're a piece of shit, I'm going to call you out as a piece of shit, regardless yeah. of whether you're on the same side as me on 95% of the things. Particularly, like, you know, we've talked a little bit about, like, Donald Trump. Like, he's a 70-year-old man. Yeah. Like, he's set in his ways. Bill Maher's 50, late 50s, 60s, probably. That man, like, he's not changing. He's not growing. Like, Bill Maher's not changing. If he's still using that word at his age. Well, like, and in this this time and day and like this climate, like he has to know that like, even if he thinks he's making a joke, like it, it's not appropriate Yeah, to be taught. I mean, like he's talking to a Senator. Yeah. And a Republican Senator. Yeah. yeah like, but like, regardless, like he's talking to a Senator and like, it's not like he's making, it's not like he's talking with another comedian and they're making a joke or like yeah. he's talking with killer Mike or something. Like he's talking with a Republican Senator, like in no setting is that like a reasonable thing to say to somebody you're interviewing who is a fucking senator right well what is his reaction like what, right. is, what, is, what possible response and like, can he have to that i do have a problem a lot of the people on the left who like bill maher were trying to say like oh well this guy didn't he kind of laughed at it and it was like i watched it he was uncomfortable yeah which and like what are you gonna say to the host of the show like he laughed but like in a way like oh my god i can't believe he said this like i don't want to be here anymore and like from what i know of sass like he was on npr the other morning he seems like a fairly level-headed reasonable guy like yeah i mean he's voted with trump like 97 percent of the time so fuck him yeah but But that's the thing is like i feel like there's not enough people on the right who will speak out against the left has spoken out against Bill Maher right. and I appreciate it, but there is not enough people on the right who speak out against people like Bill Maher on the right. Yeah. I, I've had a longstanding like vendetta. I, I think uh, he's so, not funny. He's not funny. Like he, he exudes a lot of that like smug liberalism. Oh, that yeah. I don't care for. He like, smells his own farts yeah. for sure. He's like denounced vaccinations, which is oh, like my least favorite. Like, Oh, he's Islamophobic to the fucking max. Yeah. He's like the li- he's like the liberal side of the libertarian. I will movement. say, I, I, I mean, he's Islamophobic. He's definitely just religion phobic. I mean, like I did watch his religio- religiosity, religiosity, nailed it, religiosity movie, and like for the most part, like I agree with him. Religion to the like to, to the extent that people are like putting it in front of other things that are more important is awful, and I, it really. It really colors a lot of things poorly, but like even that I was watching and I was like, as someone who's an avowed atheist and who doesn't really like religion, like I was watching and I was like, God, you're such a fucking douchebag. Yeah, that's kind of my like and part of this might be like my upbringing, which like I've moved on from a little bit, but it's still like very shaped man of you as well. I get like the disdain for that and like trying to call out like people who put things like or like put the, the act of putting like religion ahead of things. He's disdainful of the people, yeah. which I don't like at all. No, so. I mean, I do think that a lot of people are misguided. I feel like uh, a lot of religious leaders like prey on people yeah. in the religious community. Like whatever religion it is, I feel like, you know, people like Joel Osteen and <laughs> Jerry Falwell and people like that, like they prey on people who want to believe. Right. And like, I don't have any problem with people who believe like i don't have a problem with the people i have a problem with the the people in power like using that to 
basically like herd people in the direction they want to go. Right. And I feel like a lot of the GOP is based. They're taking now. advantage of that belief. Yeah. We have to get sure. tax breaks for the rich. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're, we're, no, we're helping you and we're doing all this stuff, but really we're giving a $3 trillion tax break to the rich. But yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah. Bill Maher sucks. He's not funny. And like, I don't think really like anyone should use the N word, but no. I'm also not the arbiter of who shouldn't, shouldn't be able to, but like, most of the people who are black would say that white people should not use the N word. And so I'm going to go with them. Yeah. I'm going to go with them and agree with them that like white people in general shouldn't be using the N word. Yeah. Even if you drop the A on there. Yeah. Not not for us. No. If you're singing Kendrick or Charles Gambino, say neighbor. Yeah. Instead. Easy fix. Easy, easy peasy. Yeah. There you go. That's a, that's a tip. That's a trends in low places tip you're singing along and you don't want to you want to say something say neighbor yeah perfect that's a good one <laughs> <Let's say so>. <laughs> <laughs> what, what else you got for me well you know how terrible millennials are oh what have they done now they're killing the chain restaurant like tj fridays because yeah. apparently, apparently the uk's got that one rocking and rolling but like tj fridays and buffalo wild wings and applebee's okay Apparently, millennials are just not going to places like TJ Fridays, Ruby Tuesdays, Applebee's, all of those shitty chain restaurants that exist in all of the strip malls and everything like in every suburb you've ever been to. I will be honest. I cannot tell you the last time I stepped foot in a Chili's, Applebee's or TJ Fridays. It's been at least since college. Yeah. So, yeah. Michael, am I doing this? Yes. Is this me? You're doing it. You are a millennial. Am I... Let me search my feelings. I'm mad about it. No, don't care at all. Yeah. Like, this is one thing, like, sometimes I'm like, when people say millennials start being born in 1980, and I was like, no, fuck you. I'm not a millennial. If this is what millennials are doing, I want to be on that train. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally want to kill chain restaurants. Yeah. Like, put the, let me drive the steak through the heart. Hell yes. I have never probably never had a great meal from like a chain restaurant no i mean it's predictable yeah. like we talked about tj fridays like they have the all you can eat app so like when i was in college fuck yeah like yeah. i can go in there and pay ten dollars and just eat till like i want to throw up on myself mm, yeah but then i don't have to eat again until like like next dinner or something but i will i will yeah as an adult person, like yeah. I'd much rather go to like a local place that has like real flavor. Right. That's, that's one of those things. So like, you know, I work in marketing and like I spent probably too much time just like reading press releases about like how people are reaching millennials and even like working with clients and like the canned responses like millennials love experiences and like contributing to their life. And it's like, no, I just don't want to pay like $19 for like shit food. Right. A couple weeks ago they had. Yeah, I don't like, want to go to uh like what is it? The Rainforest Cafe and right. pay $35 for an overpriced piece of chicken. Yeah. <laughs> an under Probably undercooked. Yeah. And like an under seasoned because you want it to be like nice and bland for like the old people. So I've been to Rainforest Cafe a couple of times just because, uh, you know, in Florida, you know, sometimes we'll go to Disney or just like the meetup. Well, to like, be fair, in Florida, there aren't local restaurants. Exactly. That's very true because they are all in strip malls and yep. no one knows where they are. So they yep. just go out of business. Um, but I've been to the Rainforest Cafe a couple times, just like kind of, it's like a central meeting place for my mm. family. So I'll just meet at like downtown Disney. No, don't get me wrong. No, I'm just saying. I love 
the aesthetic of the rainforest. Oh, it's the fruit good. sucks ass. Yeah, but I like to hang out. It, it is one of the worst pizzas I've ever yes. had, which was eighteen dollars for a piece of cardboard with like ketchup. And, and I am a person who says that like there is no bad pizza. This is a bad pizza, but it's horrible. Like I could have a Totino's party pizza, and it would be would have been better than this thing. Okay, we're not going to bacon place. We're going to get nine Totino's party pizzas, or just pizza rolls. <gasps> okay, and bagel bites. And we'll be back because you can eat a pizza anytime yeah. if it's on a bagel. Can we wrap those in bacon? Oh shit! Why is they not, why have they not done that yet? Damn, trademark. <laughs> <laughs> what if we just go buy bagel bites, wrap them in bacon, and then repackage them? Yeah, what's that's a, like a billion dollar. Literally, business, what's, right? sta- what's stopping us? Trademarks, maybe? Probably not. I'm not a, I'm a lawyer. Um, but but like, if, lawyer if, if Girl Talk can take songs and like recreate them and then hmm. say he's like, tri- he's like, so like, I totally think like it's transformative art. Right. If I take the bagel bite. Now I wrap it in bacon. I completely transform that bagel bite. Yeah, it's no longer a bagel bite. No, it's a, it's a bacon, bacon bite. Bacon bite. Bacon yeah. bagel bite. Ba- bagel. It's a, it's a triple B. It's yeah. Ooh. Yeah. The triple B. Yeah. That's our new brand. Yeah. By the way, when uh, off air, when we were searching for the word transformative <laughs> in a legal setting, I did Google the phrase uh, "Why is girl talk legal?" Mm. That's a dangerous phrase to put into Google. Google. Like, girl and legal, you're you're on thin ice, for sure. Google did not... You know what I learned recently? What's that? That calling a a woman, like, saying a female is, like, um, I guess derogatory? Yeah. Um, Because it's, like, it's how you would refer to, like, an animal, like, female. Um, Which I didn't know, and, like... I've probably said that before, so like, that's yeah. Interesting. So actually, so again, <laughs> we touched on this briefly. I am very new, or not new. I'm I'm very much still learning. I think it's always a learning process for how to use certain words. And I credit my sister, my younger sister, with teaching me a lot of this. So I knew that, and actually, it was weird. Uh, you know, we were talking a little bit. Uh, Curtis even mentioned it that uh, Daniel uh, from mm-hmm. him was like, it was like an unwelcome surprise that he was just kind of a cool guy, yeah, and not like a douchey bro, which I, I love when you guys were talking to him. But like, he did say female a lot in that, and I like I knew enough, and was like, it's a little weird. And I think a lot of it is because it's an adjective, really. Like, it's supposed to be a descriptor, not necessarily just a noun. So, like, a female. True, yes. And it's also... Um, but, like, I think... I feel like the the reason that 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 Daniel probably used it is because, like, when you when you describe the romp him, you say, like, oh, it's a male romper. Right. And so the the other side of a male would be, would be female. Well, that's and appropriate so, when you right. say a female romper. Yes. Like... But, like, to say a female right. is weird. Like, if you're describing a person you say as a, a female, you, you say, say a woman. A woman. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Or then there's the whole spectrum to consider. Like, and again, I'm very much learning all this. I knew that one is... I came across this in a thread about the Wonder Woman thing okay. because, like, it was actually kind of great. This this uh, this woman tweeted out, and she kind of blew up. She only had, like, a couple thousand followers, but, like, this thing got, like, a hundred-something thousand retweets. But she was basically like... All caps. Like now, I know why white why white white men are so fucking confident all the time. Like I saw Wonder Woman and I want to like run through a fucking brick wall or something like. Or, <laughs> I think it was like I want to I want to fight him. Right, like I want to fight him. Like whatever. And it was like and it was like so cool to see that like 
to understand, like, yeah, as white men, like, we've seen heroes that look like us literally every literally every day. Yeah. And so, like, to see the reaction to Wonder Woman, like, it it broke records. Yeah. Somehow DC made a good movie. Yeah, I mean, like, it's like incidental to the fact that like I love right. that, like women feel that way right. after seeing what it was so awesome. great. I and mean, it was so great to see that, but like the responses to her were like so douchey from some of these guys. And it was like and like they all wanted to say like female. Like, right. oh, a female and the females. And right. like and you like until I saw that context of it. Like I wouldn't have realized it, like the that they try to use that as a derogatory way. And it's and it's I think it's even from everything that like and just in my personal experience, like hearing the the type of people who refer to women as like a female or like like it's to express a superiority or yeah. that she is inferior. And it's it's usually just like, oh, I gotta protect a female mm. or like it's like it's it's usually that kind of gross sort of like juxtaposition. It's like they're just a person, just yeah. like they happen to be a female human being. Yeah. Um, just say a woman, just yeah. like whatever, just say they're like a, a person. So once I knew that it wasn't like the best word to be using, yeah. when I hear it, it's it's usually from the kind of person that'd be like, oh, yeah, you would like, you know. Right. People always push back on it. Like we talked about the N word. Right. right. And people push back on it like, oh, why can't we say it if so and so says it? And it's like, Look, here's my kind of way of look at things. Like, if somebody who is affected by that word says, "Hey, don't," tells me that that word offends them or or it offends someone else in that group, like I'm just gonna stop using it. Like, I'm sorry that I used it. Like, sure, I've used words before, like back in the day, like that were probably offensive. But like, somebody has come to me and said, "Like, hey." I am in that group and it offends me or like I know someone else in this group and they've told me that it's like, okay, like I I fucked up. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. And like, I think people aren't willing enough to say like, they just like double down on it. They're like, why are you upset about it? And it's like, who the fuck cares why they're upset about it? They're upset about it. Just stop fucking using the word. And that's the kind of the thing, like, you know, again, this has been made abundantly clear on the show. Like we're two white dudes. We're very white. Um, Yes. And I think if you don't go out of your way to either to look for it, you're never going to know mm-hmm. that certain words shouldn't be used or offend people or like make them feel bad or like whatever. And it's um, not PC. Like we're not talking about like, oh, like, oh, it's overly PC. Blah, blah, blah. It's like you have friends who are in these groups or like you come across people like why? Are, why do you feel like if somebody says that that word makes them feel bad? Like, why would you want people you're around to feel bad? And literally the thing about it is like. You not using that word doesn't affect you at all. No, right. Like, it might take a little bit of extra brain power for a little bit to be like, oh, I shouldn't say that word. Right. I've I've made it, like, things on this show where I've said a word that I know is not correct or proper and have tried to, like, you know, I'm like, no, that wasn't right. Let me, like, re-say that. And hopefully I get it right. But, again, like, I'm very much still figuring out, like, how representation should work and where people need to be. And it's, it's tricky. Um, I will say we talked about Wonder Woman a little bit. I do want like one story that I think happened right before I left, and then there was like some a response to it. The Alamo Draft House having a uh, women only screening of Wonder Woman, God, and like the, the male, res- oh, like one the, the response of just internet dude bros who were like, oh my god, why not a male only like viewing? Like one, fuck you. Yeah. Um, one, you had male only viewings of voting for like many years, <laughs> yeah. so go fuck yourself. Yeah. But also, like, the way Alamo Draft House responded was, like... Yeah, I loved it. 
like it gave me hope that like everyone can push back. It on was these one showing at like three o'clock on a fucking Friday. Yeah. Like literally, you can go to any other theater or go to that theater literally any other yeah. time. Like quit being a fucking asshole about and it. I, I'd love to see it. Like the Alamo Draft House. Like you know, damn, we 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 need we to talk about, about them. Talk guys. about them with that guy yeah. uh, who was suing his uh, his first time Tinder date. Yeah, because they do not like texting. They or don't like texting. Anything. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, so I didn't want to follow up on them anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I love to see that they responded. They like one, they were sticking to like protect the people who oh, yeah. go into the thing, protecting their brand. Um, but also just like, hey, they're having fun with the people who are like, "You're stupid," or like, "Yeah, you're stupid." Yeah, yeah shit. Um, There's nothing wrong with it. Like, there are literally thousands of theaters that you can go see this movie at this particular time. Yeah. Um, so before we get to our conspiracy theory, I do want to say. After that episode, I did look up the Twitter feed of that guy who was suing the girl he went and he's a piece of shit. I don't want to just, you know, hey, I don't want a blanket statement, pieces okay. of shit. Like, who, <laughs> like, you know, I don't know what, uh, but his entire Twitter feed for like nine days was just about that incident. Oh, like, God. that's all he was talking about. And he kept retweeting like women who were like, well, I'll, I'll date you like oh. non nonstop. Okay, like, this is a bad person. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not a good person. Like it was one of those things where at first I like when you first told me about it. Like yeah, I don't like people texting the movie, and it would be kind of rude to to text like if you were on a date with someone. Yeah. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, I've heard enough women tell me about going on dates, and they could tell immediately that the guy was like kind of a creep. Yeah. Um, and so like my, then I was like, okay, if she was texting throughout the movie, like she must've gotten some kind of vibe from this dude. Yeah. And like, I, it's, I don't know if she didn't, you know, if she was texting a friend who was in like in a bad yeah, situation. If you're a friend, yeah. Good. Whatever. Like, yeah. You shouldn't care. Like, you know, just be, again, be a human being. Right. Yeah. Like sorry, his first didn't... reaction shouldn't have been like, Oh, I can't believe she's texting. Should have been like, I'm sorry, like, your friend's in need. Like, is there something I can do to help? And I got to say, if you go to a movie on your first date, like, mm. especially if you go to see Guardians of the Galaxy 2, like, that's for you anyway. Right. <laughs> you can just ignore the person <laughs> with, like you would have during a movie. Yeah. Like, you're not just going to be, like, leaning over the whole time. Just, you see that fucking guy? Yeah. They're with the guns, though. Yeah. Baby group. Those are the Guardians of the Galaxy. Do you, do you know who they are? They're the Guardians, and this is the whole galaxy. Let me explain comic books to you, because I'm a man, and that's what I have to do. To be fair, though, I kind of wish that you and Curtis would have been explaining comic books to me for a lot of the movie, because I didn't understand. There were a lot of things that went right over my head. Bless your sweetheart, I could have done it. I know, I know, but I didn't want to, like, I didn't want to be rude to everyone around me. Right, again, though. He probably would have been talking. Yeah, oh, for movie. sure. But texting crosses the line. Yeah, texting crosses the line. But of like, she would have been like, "Hey, who's that guy? And why am I supposed to know him?" He would have been like, "Oh, let me tell you. Let me tell you about Adam Warlock." Okay. <laughs> anyway, Michael, we've shit on that guy enough. Yeah. Well, actually, did we shit on him enough? No, but we're getting pretty late in the show, okay. and we have not yet heard the conspiracy theory of the week. And you know, I'm dying to hear that. So, Kish, yes, please. You've heard of the flat Earth movement, of course. We've where talked people about think it. that the Earth is flat. Yes, Kyrie Irving may or may not think the Earth is flat. Shaquille O'Neal may or may not. <laughs> I think he is just trolling Kyrie Irving. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I have one that's even better than that. How? How? There is a conspiracy theory that posits that the Earth is hollow 
Uh-huh. And yeah. that there is a there is an entrance to the earth at the North Pole where you can go into it and it is completely hollow. A lot of the people, every person who has But where does Santa live? Does he fly probably in the hole? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Multiple people who have said that the earth is hollow and have tried to travel to the North Pole to find the entrance yeah. have just disappeared. Sure, because they, so they're either in the earth now, yeah. or somebody has killed them to try to hide the fact that the earth is hollow. Is that someone a polar bear? <laughs> it is <laughs> not a polar a bear. Starving polar bear because we're taking his home. It is not a polar bear. Warming. Okay. There is a man by the name of Dallas Thompson. Mm-hmm. He was in a terrible accident in 2002. What kind of accident? Uh, a vehicle accident. He was driving along Highway 58 in Bakersfield, California. His car. Aquaplane spin four times and then plunge backwards into a 250 foot drop. Yes. He was found. His car was crushed, but he was alive. And the fireman thought like, was like, it's a miracle that you weren't decapitated, but he claims that he had a near death experience Okay, with bright lights, a light so bright that it burnt my eyes and made him legally blind. Okay. Like but Saul when, on the road to Damascus. Exactly. Yes. When he regained consciousness though, he, had knowledge of things that were hidden to people before now, like, that the earth was hollow. Okay. Because this is because he fell into a ravine. So he's like, I went down 200 feet. I thought the world's hollow. I don't know. He says there are cavern systems and caves that traverse the whole mantle and that there's a special atmosphere in the hole. Yeah. Where living creatures were protected from pollutants and harmful rays. There were herds of mammoth and ancient tribes, the members of which lived to be around 1700 years old. So he literally probably just saw Journey to the Center of the Earth. Yes. Right and then, and like, yeah. transposed. Ma- like he was probably on his way back from Journey to the Center of the Earth. Yeah. And then went down a ravine and then came out thinking this. But he started, he wrote a book. He started collecting money. Yeah. To go to this journey. <laughs> Obviously, as you do. Yeah. Of course. But then, then, Kush, he just disappeared. <gasps> Months before he was supposed to go. His book was on the top of the charts in Canada. Oh, in Canada. In Canada. The Canada charts. Yes. Yeah. I've also seen that he was playing a documentary with yeah. the film crew. But he just disappeared. Gone. Yep. Gone. So, like, but there's lots of people who say that the earth is hollow. And apparently ancient Greeks and Buddhists and ancient Christians think that there is something located below the mantle, whether it's hell or some kind of thing where beasts reside. And apparently Edmund Haley of Haley's Comet also mm-hmm. believed that unusual compass readings could be explained by the fact that the planet was comprised of a hollow shell, two inner concentric circles or shells, and an innermost core about the diameters of the planets Venus, Mars, and Mercury. So basically, he thought there was just like smaller planets, smaller planets within the planet. Hmm. Yeah, Michael. So, man, I uh, last week or two weeks ago, I guess we talked about how gravity was a sham because it couldn't be created by a molten core. <laughs> yes. So how do, how are we explaining any of this? And I'm, I am looking at some of this theory now. Um, we haven't even gotten to the. Tibetan village Shambhala, which exists inside the Earth's core. We didn't even get to the fact that the U.S. Senate was involved. Well, you know what? Actually, no. <laughs> I will not. The U.S. Senate can't do shit. The only thing that can do less than the U.S. Senate is the U.S. House of Representatives. In the in the in 1822, a senator presented a case to Congress that this guy, uh, what was his name? 
John Symes, S-Y-M-M-E-S, he wrote a book, and in 1922, the Senator Richard Thompson presented a case that he should be supplied with the equipment equipment of two vessels of 200 to 300 tons for the exposition and the granting of such other aid as government may, may deem requisite. And apparently, the Committee of Foreign Relations became involved, and it there were multiple bills. Apparently, there was like seven bills that were presented to the Senate. Uh, in Congress about the hollow earth about the hollow earth to trying to get this guy money to travel to the hollow earth okay well you have an interesting little picture up here mm-hmm. I'm very curious about it so one it appears that there is a sun inside the center of the earth which is pretty fun there's also appears to be a poop emoji um, in the outer <laughs> no that's core. the test atom blast yeah no no but that's a poop emoji um, <laughs> like 100 percent. Um, yeah, this is the land of Agarta, the land Agarta, of advanced, the land of advanced races. races. There's a central sun, there's man-made tunnels, there's oceans. There's a spaceship base to, to other galaxies. Other galaxies. Yeah. There's the, the rainbow city of Shambhala. There you go, right there. Yeah. yeah. There's the Rainbow City uh, under the, obviously it's a hole of the South Pole as well. Oh, because clearly, one yeah. Movie. I mean, it um, goes straight through. Yeah. A saucer to Venus. Yeah, flying out, uh, yeah. obviously, yeah. very important. Mm-hmm. Brazil, Brazil is somehow <laughs> also Kentucky's Mammoth yeah. Cave, which I have been to. Um, did not meet any uh, mole people or otherwise Hollow Earth folk, unfortunately. Um, I am seeing that it seems like uh, they had a planned 2014 summer departure, right, to go to the North Pole Inner Earth Expedition, but uh, another unexpected disaster befell them. One of their major stockholders in the company had withdrawn Weird. their money, saying it was because he was involved in the expedition. And another key member died in an airplane crash. So what they're thinking is that there are mysterious powers trying to keep you from finding out about the hollow earth. Hmm. I mean, I look at the state of the world today. Mm-hmm. We have so much shit, like actual shit going on. I feel like the powers that be at this point are just like scrambling to be like, let's stop terrorism and like Trump from melting the earth and all this stuff. Who's got the time on their hands to like, no, we got to go protect the world from lizard people. We got to go hide this hollow earth. We got to go like make, like make up Santa Claus this year. What if they're all interconnected and like the raptors are hiding inside the hollow earth? Well, they do have those castles though. But like apparently a asteroid came down and killed the dinosaurs. Right. What if the asteroid actually just created a hole? Just punched straight through exactly. The yeah. To create the hollow Earth. Right. Yeah. But again, what about that multi metal core? Because there was a German U-boat sailor in 1943 who claimed that his submarine entered the hollow Earth through an underwater passage, and its crew were greeted by an advanced civilization in a place called Rainbow Island. Yeah. And apparently, Hitler was a believer. Sure. And some conspiracy theorists are convinced he escaped to the Hollow Earth at the end of the Second World War and is still there. Still there. Just, still there. Just, uh, just like probably ten years old, just chilling. <laughs> I gotta say though, if, if your if your conspiracy hinges on the fact that like Hitler thought it was was cool, no. Yeah, you kind of Godwin yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like your first internet comment was you Godwin yourself. <laughs> You've lost all credibility with Although, that. So here's the thing. If we're judging conspiracy theories by their plausibility, yeah, yeah, we've like flat Earth is is like 
Hollow Earth is way more plausible than Flat Earth. Yes. And Hollow Earth is way more plausible than raptors being whisked away by aliens and then brought back as rep- reptoid people. Sure. So, like, out of all the things I presented... So far, this is, yeah, A-plus work. Yeah, this is, like, most plausible yeah, this on one, the list. This one seems right. Yeah. So, like, if we're going to... What would you more, keep... If you had a hollow planet, hmm. what would you keep in it? And why would you keep it a secret? Like, honestly, though. That's a good question. Like, why would the hollow earth have to be a secret? Yeah, I mean, it says that there are hives of aliens and stuff in there. I mean, that would probably be... Like, if you had advanced civilizations living within your earth, maybe if I was the person who was mining the advanced civilizations for, like, the new technologies... Well, so here's this, though. Dallas Thompson's vision of the hollow earth was a complicated tapestry of portals and caves, underground secret roads reptilians oh shit it all goes together and tribes of old in quotes ending at the very center with a bright light he claimed that there are cavern systems which cross the entire mantle and the holes into the hollow earth really exist ending in a mythical tibetan village called shambhala he also pictured planet earth as a hive with aliens from other worlds with other hives that would travel from planet to planet so i might just be protecting our aliens maybe aliens are just protecting their secret hive and they don't want us peons. You know what I love? That literally all the conspiracy theories somehow tie in together. Yeah. Like, and like the common thread is reptilian people. Yes. Reptilian people or just definitely aliens. It's definitely cool. aliens. Yeah. But like also reptilian people. That's one of my favorite. So I have, there's a podcast I love called Mysterious Universe. So like they, they delve into this stuff a lot. Like and not just the conspiracy theories, just like any sort of paranormal or whatever. But it's funny how like everything ties together. Mm-hmm. Like, if you believe one thing, you're definitely going to believe this. If you believe the moon landing was fake, you're pretty much primed <laughs> to believe, like, the, the Rockefellers control the planet, and the Rockefellers are probably alien people. <laughs> so, it's interesting that there are a lot of common threads. People are just like, yeah, that checks out. Well, I mean, if you're you're just building on yeah. from one to the other, mm-hmm. like, you can't just convince a whole new group of people. You need to convince the same group of people right. that, like, you're part of this group as well. Yeah. Man, I want to know... Basically, we just describe, like, religion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they keep taking the old stories from the old religions and kind of building them into the new religion. That's, yeah, it's not a bad point. Yeah. That holiday, not that guy's holiday. No, no, <laughs> it's not a pagan holiday anymore. It's totally when Christ was born. It's a sick Jesus holiday. Yeah, it's now you guys, Jesus. You guys are going to love it. You're gonna, you guys are going to love it. It's oh, totally part of a new thing. Also, a man lives at the North Pole, which is not the entrance to it, the Hellmouth that leads into the Hollow, the hollow Earth. Um, <laughs> that seems odd, though, to say, like, Santa lives at the North Pole, but then also try to convince people that, like, the Hollow Earth doesn't exist. Yeah. Because, like, if Santa lived in the North Pole, I'm going to go try to find him. Yeah, I want... I'm definitely going to write a letter. That's not, that's not something that's going to keep me away. Like, if you wanted to keep me away from the North Pole, you'd be like... Santa is in the North Pole, but he's like a fucking demon, and he will eat your fucking face yeah. if you get near him. 364 nights out of the year, yeah. he's going to kill you. He will devour your soul. That one night of the year, though. Presents. You get those presents. Hell yeah. Yeah, you're getting good presents. Unless you live in, like, like the Netherlands, where you either get candy in your shoe, or you, you get, get stuffed in a sack and, and, and beaten and brought to Spain. By a man in black. By a man in black. <laughs> Yeah, what an uncomfortable tradition, like all, all around. Yeah. Mm. Well, Michael, I think we're coming up on time. Yeah. I would love to explore that hollow earth, though. I want to get down in that thing. Well, we're going to travel to the North Pole and find that shit. 
I do like though that the um, the central sun or that bright light yeah. at the center of the planet isn't that far off from the molten core of <laughs> metal that is at the core of our planet. That's true. It's probably. <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong. Like, he's pretty close. Yeah. There's a giant ball of bright fire yep. at the there's center. A, there's a ball of fire at the center. How one gets there. And whether there's aliens there when you get there. Which, again, debatable. I hope there are at this point. I really, look, I, it's like the X-Files. I want to believe, I want to believe there are aliens. I want to believe that they've come down to Earth and, and visited with us. But, like, I, there's a lot of things I want to believe, but, like, I can't because there's just no evidence. Here's another thing. We, we, I, we asked earlier, why would you keep the Hollow Earth a secret? Right. If I was an alien, mm-hmm. had crossed the intergalactic interstellar void yeah. for light years, mm-hmm. I'm why the fuck would I planet. burrow inside of a planet to live? I, I mean, it does seem like a pretty dope-ass little town that that's going down in there. But like, if my only exit was like North Pole, South Pole, freeze my dick off, or Mammoth Cave, Kentucky, No. No, I'm not coming out of There's either. There's a lot of cool shit out here. Yeah. That, like, I would want to check out. I saw some pretty dope views in yeah. Scotland. Like, I would yeah. check that out. I mean, Kentucky's pretty. I also wouldn't be creating crop circles. No. That seems really boring. I would be flying around like, hey, I'm a fucking alien. Yeah. Check out my dope-ass <laughs> spaceship. I've said dope-ass, like, three times, <laughs> and I don't care. No. It's accurate, though. Like, yeah. if you traveled across the galaxy, that's a pretty dope-ass spaceship. Yeah. And I would flaunt it. Hell yeah. Like, I put some rims on that bad boy and just, like, fly around. It just goes to show that aliens are better than us. Because they can hide their excess? Yeah. It's like, I don't need to show off. I don't need to show off to you people. I can just hang out in Shambhala. Exactly. With some Tibetan monks. Exactly. Under the core of the planet. That actually does sound pretty great. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. Because you know why? No Twitter. No Trump. Oh, same thing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, George Takei called uh, Trump Twitler. Like Hitler, but like, but like no, Twitter. God, yeah, I get it. But I'll say this: Hitler could string a sentence together. That's it. <laughs> I'm not going to qualify that at all. But like Dan Carlin, uh, the guy who does hardcore history, like he he read from some of like Hitler's like World War One journals. Like it's easy to see how he was able to sway people because he could speak. That like, is true. Like you, do, you do see the things is like. Okay, I see how the populist movement got started, especially like, you know, Stalin, Mussolini, like that whole thing. Like, you see how it got started because they were like charismatic people. Yeah. That's what boggles my mind about Trump is like, he's not he's charismatic. A, he's a fucking moron. He's a fat clown. Yeah. He's just like a dumb idiot. Yeah. Like, and like, it also, it almost scares me that if somebody who, like somebody smart capitalized on trump's thing like we could be fucked yeah as a country like if somebody wasn't as inept as trump and his cronies like they haven't even filled most of the positions like if they were like not inept and they just did the same shit that trump did like we could be in a whole shitload of trouble yeah like if elon musk was charismatic and like had like designs of power like yeah yeah that guy could yeah i'd trust him but Trump's just a fat idiot. I think none of those people want to be president. They Except just, for they just run like Goldman Sachs instead. Yeah, yeah. Peter Thiel just wants to do run exactly. the shadow government. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, good lord. Well, Michael, well, with, the pre- with that depressing note. Yeah. Well, actually, let me read a headline. All right. We don't really need to go into it too okay. much, but 
It's a fun little headline. I think we can close the show out on it. Look away real quick. I don't want you to, I don't want to spoil the surprise. Here's the headline, Michael. Okay. Seriously, don't put wasp nests up your vagina. Oh no. Why why does anyone need to be told that? I'll let you Is it a Gwyneth Paltrow thing? No. Was it on but, goop? No, it's not on goop, but apparently this is uh Is it like a noni egg situation? It's following in a long line of ill-advised oh. things to put up in your vagina. Uh, not your vagina, but you know, just vaginas, vaginas in general. Vaginas in general. Yeah. Um, there's a specific uh, sort of wasp, a uh, a gall wasp, and uh, there are small spheres that they produce. Mm. And uh, basically, uh, the the wasps create these things by like inducing the trees in which they live to produce these like weird like. One to two inch balls. Okay. So um, some women have been taking these to uh, <laughs> so the galls, which contain tannin and small amounts of gallic acid and elegic acid, have uh, antimicrobial qualities, and they're used in used in Southeast Asia, Malaysia, and Indonesia by women after childbirth to restore the a- elasticity of the uterine wall. Okay. There is zero evidence that any of this works, or that it really cleans things out, and. Uh, are they putting just the whole wasp nest up there, or are they no, like it's at a, least it's distilling a, it? Into it's a, a ground up sort okay, of. Okay, I mean that's better. Here's a because sometimes you don't know if there's a wasp in there still. Here's a a quote from uh, Dr. Jen Gunter, a certified gynecologist, who wrote a blog post about this. Quote: Here's a pro tip: If something burns when you apply it to the vagina, it is generally bad for the vagina. That's pretty standard across things in general. Yeah, yeah, like if it burns. If it burns, stop. Maybe stop. Yeah. Yeah. So, Michael, I think that's going to do it for yeah, us. Yeah, that'll... Because mm. it's starting to burn. <laughs> so, Michael, that'll do it for us on Trends in Low Places. It was lovely to be uh, back, you know what, sitting on your couch with you again. Oh, yeah. Knee to knee. We didn't even yeah. talk about that. Yeah. We're, we're in the same place. I love it. Yeah. Uh, this is the second time we tried to do one from Chicago. Fingers crossed. Yeah, this time, hopefully, it worked. Yeah, I think... I think last time we tried to do it on two mics. Yeah. And it, it just didn't work out. No. Yeah. So I have high be two mics on one mic. Oh. Yeah. Well, it is now. Yeah. Well, buddy, it was great seeing you. Great being in your city. So happy to be back. Uh, you did great. You know what? How does your back feel? It feels pretty good. Yeah. I do want to say, you do all the work on this show. <laughs> like, just all of it. And I appreciate the hell out of it. Let's, like, so credit. I mean, I do, the, I do the editing, but, like... I was really worried. I'm so glad that Curtis came with me to the interview because, like, I literally did not know if I could be even remotely entertaining by myself. You guys did a great job. I was. I was it was excellent. excellent. I appreciate. I, like, I appreciated. It was. It was a. It was kind of. At first, I was like, "Oh man, I, I was. I was hoping this guy would kind of be like, I don't know, like douchier or something, so I can make fun of him." But right. like, he was a cool dude, yeah. and they had like a really good business plan, and like, I can't. I couldn't even make fun of it. And I was like, after the interview, I was like, it was really informative, but it wasn't funny. Yeah. But you know what? I, I'm not, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I feel like even if he had been kind of douchey, you probably wouldn't have like you, I think you would have felt bad, like making fun of him to his face. But the thing is, is like, that's the thing is like, I didn't even want to make fun of him. Right. Because like, he looked great in the romp. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Like it looked really comfortable. We're, I was sitting there in my like jeans like and an my ass. polo. And I was like, I wish I was wearing a robin because that looks really goddamn comfortable. I love that he's just wearing it around. That's yeah. so cool. Well, we walked in, we walked into the building and I was like, I was like, oh, Daniel's supposed to meet us. And I was like, I don't know how we're going to find him. There's so many, 
Oh, the dude. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's we out. nailed it. Yeah, nailed it. Well, that's awesome. Well, uh, yeah. So that'll do it for us, Michael. But um, now that I'm back, mm-hmm. guess what? My first order of business is for this week. What is it? I'm gonna write a goddamn blog. Hell yes. yes. And then I'm gonna write eight more blog posts, <laughs> or maybe just a like ebook with uh, yeah. different chapters for all the episodes which I have not. A graphic novel yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with stick figures. <laughs> I might actually do that. We'll do a little comic tonight. All right. Just for each episode. Like a like a flip book. Mm-hmm. Some sort. Yeah. yeah. So you can find that at uh, goodbuddyamedia.com slash blog. I swear to God, it'll go up tonight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can find us there. Michael, how else can people help us out? Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at TILPcast. Um, please, when you see us post something on one of those places, please share uh, with your friends. Um that is how we get out to the masses. That is how we become uh, a viral sensation, kind of like the romping. Yes. Yeah. Just eighteen more million. Yeah. Eighteen million more shares, and we'll be good to go. We'll be right there. Uh, you you can also uh, like us on your favorite podcast app. Um, leave us a review or a comment or something like that. That is really important. Um, the more reviews you have, the more uh, kind of visible you are when you search through iTunes or Stitcher or whatever one of those podcast apps is. So that would be awesome. And uh, to all of those who have shared us with your friends, uh, really appreciate it. It was, it was actually kind of cool. Uh, my wife, Rachel, she said that um, somebody that she had never met before was like, oh, I've listened to your, your husband on <laughs> Trends and Love Places. It was a friend of a friend who listens to it, which is really cool. We're like, and then like when I mentioned that to the friend, uh, she was like, the thing I am interested in is like when I say tell a friend about it, if they tell another friend about it, like another one person removed, like who are those people? I know. I'm that's super curious. And actually you mentioned that your mother has listened to it, oh, yes, too, yeah. which sorry. Hi mom. <laughs> yeah. I am sorry about our potty mouths. Yeah. We have potty mouths. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's super helpful. Like definitely leave us a review. And like, I've seen like a bunch of my friends recently, like I'm traveling, recommend a podcast for me. Like, please just give, you know, maybe, maybe suggest an episode that you've yeah. really enjoyed. Just say like, start here, go from there. Cause yeah. I, hopefully people will like us. If you enjoy us, like, please, please share us. We would really appreciate it. Um, so Michael, I think that's going to do it for us. Yeah. Yeah. It's been great. It's been awesome. It's good to be back. I love it. I love you, buddy. Love you too. Toodles.